Hey everybody, it's Ellen Olson Brown with the Sun in My Face podcast. This morning I went for my usual walk and as usual I was listening to a podcast and I did not have any pockets in the clothes that I was wearing so I had my phone in my hand and I'm not sure how I did this but I somehow pushed a series of buttons on my phone set off the SOS alert, which started going boop, boop, boop. I was wearing my sunglasses, which sometimes make my phone hard to see. And uh, I usually wear prescription glasses and these were not prescription sunglasses. And at that exact moment, a ray of light was like, ray of sunshine was hitting my phone and bouncing up into my eyes. So I really couldn't see what was happening on my screen. I was kind of freaking out. And, um, so I pressed a button and it turned out that that called 911, but before I could like really think through what I was doing, I pressed another button that hung up on 911 and I was just standing there like, what did I just do? So my phone rang and I answered it and it was the dispatcher and they were like, you know, we're just caught in such a, such a good dispatcher voice, like super calm, super friendly hey, you know, we just got a call from you with a hang up, wanted to make sure everything was okay. Um, And I was like, yeah, I set off my phone by mistake and everything is totally fine. And then she was like, can you tell me where you are? And so I did. And can you tell me where it got set off? And I told her that. And then she said, "Um, do you mind if I send an officer just to check and make sure that everything's okay? And, uh, Of course I said, well, okay, this is the thing. For me, of course, I said, of course. Uh, I did not want to. I was like, are they coming just to check and make sure I'm okay? And she said, well, we have an officer in the area. He might as well come by. You know, we just like to double check. And I totally get it because, you know, it's possible that you could call 911 be, I mean, I'm imagining like a, you know, hostage situation or a kidnapping or domestic violence or something like that. Like not hard to imagine a situation where you would call 911 and then like get scared or have somebody take your phone and, you know, do you know what I mean? Like it makes sense that they wanted to check up and it's great that they wanted to check up. But I felt um, partly just inconvenienced because I was going to have to, I was almost at my house and I was going to have to like wait outside or I wanted to wait outside because I did not really want to have the cops pull up to my house and knock on the door. And um, you see, I am a person who is has always been super scared of getting in trouble. Like real trouble has always been something I tried very much to avoid. And actually, I had a very formative experience as a young kid, probably four, being at a neighborhood barbecue where a wiffle ball game was happening. And this guy, his name was Chris. I remember that. He was probably like, you know, I don't know, 22 or something. And I was four. But he seemed, you know, like an old man to me. And he, we were playing, or the adults were playing wiffle ball. I wandered into the wiffle ball game just as he like wound up to to uh, hit with the bat. And he ended up like hitting me in the mouth with the wiffle ball bat and my mouth was bleeding and all swollen and as a consolation prize now you have to understand this was the early 70s so you know my parents first of all were probably like you know had probably been drinking all day and um you know they were also super young and 
So when this guy, to like calm me down, offered to take me on a ride on his motorcycle, oh my gosh, this is such a funny, I mean, it's like funny, but it was traumatic at the time. Um, My parents were like, sure, that sounds great. And I was like, I don't want to. But for some reason, I didn't feel like I could say that I didn't want to. And uh, so he popped me on the back of his bike. I can't remember if I was wearing a helmet or not. I, I kind of suspect that I wasn't. And to his credit, he did ride around the block on the sidewalk. Not to his credit, uh, this is illegal. And so the police pulled him over and wrote him a ticket for riding on the sidewalk. I had, did they write a ticket for him? I don't even know if there were helmet laws then. I don't know if it was a problem that there was like a tiny little four-year-old monkey hanging on to the back of the motorcycle. But all I remember is, oh my gosh, like we got in trouble with the police and I felt, I felt a profound sense, not only of like pain from being hit in the mouth and weird like betrayal for my parents allowing this to happen. I don't even know if I was smart enough to know that it was not a good choice on their part. Uh, but I felt some just sense of like wrong, wrong, wrong. And then to get pulled over by the police. And I knew this was serious And when we got back to the party, of course, everybody thought it was hilarious. So guys, I am actually in the course of this other story. This is like one of my deepest wounding stories or deepest, like, like most profound memories. And one of the first times I really remember feeling shame and uh, it didn't belong to me, not one piece of it, but I sure felt it. So anyway, I've always been worried about getting in trouble this whole thing is going to circle around the motorcycle, the cop, the whole deal. So uh, when the dispatcher said, do you mind if we send the police? I was you know, just to check. I was like, yeah, that's totally fine. So I'm walking down the street and I see some neighbors and we start talking and I tell them what happened. And, I, you know, I'm trying to kind of stay on the street. I'm hoping they'll stay and talk to me and make this whole thing less, less uncomfortable. And uh, all of a sudden around the corner comes like chips, you know, like California Highway Patrol, uh, you know, a big cop on a motorcycle coming down the street with glinting sunglasses and a square jaw. And um, he pulls up and he goes, he, he says, Who, which one is Ellen? I was like, that's me. I'm fine. I called, I called by mistake. He was like, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, Is it an iPhone? That's been happening. Like the iPhone now has like four different ways to call 911. And he was like, you know, this happens all the time. Please don't worry about it. I'm glad you're okay. He chatted with my neighbor and her son. And then uh, we all said goodbye and he drove off. And um, it was a completely pleasant experience. And, um, I just want to be very clear that like, I've had nothing but like, uh, you know, like officer friendly moments with cops in my town and probably not very many moments with cops anywhere else. Uh, cause you know, I try not to get in trouble. Um, but I was just thinking about how, like my main feeling was like embarrassment and and like inconvenient being inconvenienced like oh, I did this stupid thing and I should wait for the cops you know but that um I just want to note that I felt not one morsel of fear 
or uh, static between me and the cop. Um, it was quite a jolly situation, actually, the way the whole thing got handled. I'm grateful to the uh, dispatcher for, you know, like I think the whole thing went how in our mind we expect the public service um you know, arena to work, but just very aware that, you know, had I been a different person in a different body in a different neighborhood, it might not have felt so completely devoid of fear and anxiety. So that just felt very, very vivid to me. It's something I, you know, my kids have gotten pulled over in their driving and dealt with like, police and accidents and, you know, occasionally some edge of naughty behavior. And again, like I don't spend time worrying that something bad is going to happen to them. Um, I just, it just like, you know, so anyway, I know this is a very like current issue and I'm not saying anything new, but I just really was very aware And I hope that at some point we can all be lucky enough to feel that sense of security. We all deserve it. We all absolutely deserve it. And I think like, you know, all the cops out there who are trying to do the best they can, you know, they also deserve to feel, I mean, probably if you're a cop, you're never going to feel 100% safe in your line of work, but I know it's too simple to say, can't we all just get along? I I know there's like deeper stuff that needs to be addressed. And sometimes people are doing things where the cops do need to get intense. But um, yeah, just what I noticed today. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to lock my phone also the next time I go on a walk. Because I don't really want to deal with that again. Okay, um, my recommendation. I have been listening to a podcast and it is called, I thought I wrote this down, but I didn't. So I have to look on my phone. It's called A Slight Change of Plans. And I've been doing a lot of cleaning today and just like needed a new podcast. So I, it was recommended. I tried it. It's not earth shattering but uh, some super interesting stories. And actually related to what I was saying about like, you know, how we all have different experiences and different kind of preset expectations of what interactions with law enforcement are going to be like. Um, There's a couple of stories that kind of glance off the edge or dive right into the middle of the question about whether we can change the way that we think and feel about each other. All right, I will talk to you soon. Bye.